0: Welcome back to my dad's podcast, season two My Black is Transnational. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram. Hope you enjoy the show.
1: Bye! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of My Black is Transnational. My name is Dr. Kalechi Bay Lambrus, and I thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more uh, unique in the sense that we're starting something a little different. We're including a new feature on the podcast, which I think is really, really dope. Uh, We're calling it Les Gist, okay? And it's really based off the concept of how West African, especially those who speak pidgin, um... We come together when we have some news or some information where we're just casually talking, we always say, I've just, let's just, let's talk. You know, one of the things I mentioned is that I really want to focus on the everyday person doing amazing things who are um, experiencing these these same transnational uh, experiences that I preach about and talk about, and it gives you, the listener, an opportunity to reach out to me and make, an opp- make, a, make a time, uh, schedule an appointment to talk with me. And we just get to talking. We just talk about your experiences and the, the great things that you're doing or the great things that you're experiencing and we get to share that on this podcast, um, in addition to all the other amazing guests that we're going to be having that we invite who share their professional expertise about transnationalism. But I also want to kind of make this feel like a spotlight feature, like where we put the spotlight on you and we really get to talk and you give me the tea and I give you the tea. And we just we just talk like brothers and sisters that we are. We're family. So. Before we get all into the the guests for today for this, let's just let's go through the formalities. If this is your first time listening to my Black Is Transnational, the this this podcast is available on your favorite podcast listening apps, so you can check it out. We ask that you please rate, subscribe, and review. We really want to hear your review. If you're listening to this on the Anchor FM app, please leave a voice message if you want to just, you know, share some words with me. I really appreciate your feedback. Um, And then if you want to actually be a guest on the show or you're interested in talking with me on a Let's Just uh, segment, you can contact us or you can go on our website, blacktransnational.wixsite.com com slash podcast and when you just get to that home page you just scroll all the way down there's a contact us form over there that you can just fill out there's a google form that it will lead you to and you just fill all that out give me the information that's asked of you in that form and we'll get back to you and we'll be able to schedule an appointment where we can actually hold a, a conversation and then if you give me the permission we can publish it and, and you will be on the air so i'm very excited for this new feature on the app in addition to like the pillow talk in addition to just the regular episodes this is another way for me to just really interact with you the listener about anything that you want to share about any questions that you may have and this is the first one out of many i hope so for this episode for this um, first episode of let's just we have a really good friend of mine who reached out and wanted to be on the show mr george loco who i also called junior jr but JR gets on the show with me, and we just have a nice little casual conversation. We just talk about our experiences. Um, I really do a lot of listening, honestly, just listening to him talk about his experiences with boarding school and um, becoming a bioengineer, and just his his goals. But also, just you know, casual information that he shares with us and we have a really relaxed conversation we joke we laugh it just felt like two brothers just talking like we were soaking gary and just just eating and just having a conversation chopping it up so i really hope that you all enjoy this this will be the first of many i also do want to add that we were using a new software to record this interview. So we were having a little bit of technical difficulties initially, but we tried to smooth it out. So if you do notice a couple of hiccups, we apologize. Uh, bear with us. Uh, we definitely hope to smooth it out for future episodes. But we were just testing some new things out as we were trying to work, uh, make things a little bit more convenient for our guests. But so if you do notice that, forgive us and work with us and we will get that straightened out. Okay, so without any further ado, I will stop talking here and I hope you enjoy my casual conversation, my gisting with my brother, Mr. Jr. Loco from Ghana. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to My Black is Transnational. And on this show, we have a special guest here joining us for the first time is a good brother of mine. Uh, It's my little bro uh, from Ghana. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have him on the show. You know, he hit me up and he was like, yo, like, Kel, when are you going to put me on the show? And I said, right now, I'm going to put you on the show right now. Um, So hit me up. And so we're starting it off. We have my boy, George uh, Loco Jr. Uh, I call him JR. And uh, he's all the way in San Diego uh, here to talk to us. He's a bioengineer and an entrepreneur and a businessman and um, you know, a of himself. You. What?
0: I said very good. All these accolades.
1: <laughs> God, I'm giving you an accolades of vague yeah, um, okay, chop on, man. Yeah, but yeah, man. Welcome to the show, bro. I'm so glad that you made the time to join me, man. How you doing?
0: doing man? I'm doing well, bro. How you doing? I'm
1: doing good, man. I'm blessed, man. Yeah. I'm glad to have you here, man. Uh He's how's good. the weather in San Diego?
0: Uh man. I mean, look, right now so right now I'm in Ohio, right now, for oh, you're uh, in Ohio. Bro, I yeah, thought
1: you were in man. San Diego.
0: Oh no no man, it's all all good. I haven't spoken to a lot of people yet, but yeah, I'm back here for the wifey too, you know. And uh, yeah, we're trying to plan some moves, but we'll be moving out of here soon though. So it's it's still something under the works, you know. It's just something we were working on for a little bit, and then we'll just be out of here. It's just you know some temporary moves. But I I just got back. I just moved from San Diego like uh, what last month. Okay. Yeah, so, like, now I'm back in the TOL, you know, the little countryside. Toledo. Yeah, man, the little countryside of the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you back you back home, yeah. you back in your alum area. That's yeah. where you graduated from, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I graduated uh, last year. And so yeah. I had a little downgrading weather, but, you know, everything, <laughs> else. <laughs> everything else, you know, they say you do better in Toledo, so I'm like, well, I mean,
1: who said that?
0: Shoot. I mean, if you're, on the, if you're on the highway on I-75 or something like that, <laughs> they say, yeah, you can do better in Toledo, which is kind of true, though,
1: because... You, you can do better in or you can do better than Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> Shots. <Look. laughs> I, I'm, not the one, I'm not the one who put
0: up those signs, but, like, if I had to wait, I every mean, if I had to compare... Yes and no it depends on what you really want to do like if you're entrepreneur minded and all I think this is a good hub to start and just grow because eventually 5 years from now like the city is going to be booming like Columbus so okay. it's only a matter yes yeah, it's only a matter of time that you know but I'm not going to share that with anyone because you know I'm trying to be greedy. I'm
1: like, message. Okay. Well, look, don't share. Don't share to anyone. Keep all that to yourself. Um, <laughs> keep all of that. No, but but seriously, um, you know. So yeah, obviously you move. So okay, tell our listeners since you're on the show, let let us know a little bit about you and who you are. Introduce you a little bit. I gave you your accolade, so you give us who you are.
0: <laughs> the last question. The last time I had this kind of question was in primary school. Yeah. Tell me. T- <laughs> <laughs> tell me about yourself but no uh my name is george Loco. um i'm a bioengineer graduate uh so basically let me try and break it down a little bit so i mean it's a it's a very diverse big field where um any engineer who is interested in the medical device industry could really thrive in so you have different aspects of medicine that you know has a little bit of or some type of influence in bioengineering from biology to, you know, STEM culture to even, like, hardware or software, anything that has to be, you know, used in the hospital, medicine-related stuff, you know, that's what bioengineering is. So I specialized in orthopedics, which is pretty much um, the upper um, part of your body, which is the spine area. And so in that um, field, what I'm doing is I'm designing and developing um, spine implants that go together with the instruments that would could we you know doctor surgeons, especially um orthopaedic surgeons can use um during operation. So if you if you know of um any like spine disease like scoliosis, you know back in back in Africa is so it's so dominating in that spot that what so, some of these companies are doing are actually sending out um, resident um orthopedic surgeons back to africa uh-huh. just to do their fellowship or residency type of of that sort in um, in africa and so um ghana is like fine like ghana like this ghana has one company called focus which is pretty much uh headed by spearheaded by a ghanaian um orthopedics but he uh he 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 started his education here in the u s He's big in orthopedics, like he's like one of the top, I want to say the, one of the top five people that are most, you know, distinguished and uh, respected um, surgeons. Um, and so he has uh-huh. established a company out there in Ghana where they help, um, they bring in surgeons from the U.S. and New York, wherever they find themselves, to Ghana to operate or kind of do their fellowship there. And so they practice with... Uh, they practice with these implants and instruments that um, orthopedic companies design. So my company is my company was invasive, which is pretty much in, which is pretty much the same. Um, has maybe Johnson and Johnson or if you head of Medtronic or uh, yeah, those people are like yeah. the to, the top dogs. And so, um, yeah, just been in that field for about four or five years since I started college. To be honest, I started high as a a research assistant, and that's what kind of like sparked the fire in me to be in that field. And I, uh, the, the, the I'm, I'm really thankful for the professor who exposed me to that, because to this day, he's really like one of my good friends. He Even started his own company here in Toledo, so hopefully, you know, I'm working to, I'm looking to start somewhere there and you know help out. But it, yeah, it's a very diverse field. Um, <clears throat> that's just one. What- Yeah, it's a very, very impactful. I mean, I'll tell you one story quickly. Like, I was in Uber. I was on my Uber ride this one time in uh, San Diego. And I I, I mean, at that time, I didn't have a car. So I was in the Uber ride. I got to to my office. And then the Uber driver was like, yo, dude, do you work here? I was like, yeah, I work here. He's like, dude, no way, because I just had a surgery um, with one of the company's implants in his body. He was an Uber driver. And I, I was wow. like, what? I didn't even know. He was like, dude, I'm really grateful. I'm really um, thankful because since I ever had that surgery done, like I'm talking about people who are probably like 50 plus years who couldn't walk because of the pain at the back or they couldn't straighten themselves or stand up right like the way we all do these days. Um, it, it, you can see how much impact it makes, you know, in people's life. Like they're, they're, they are very grateful. They are very like they already have all this positive energy exuding out from them. And so it's, it's really rewarding, if not for the fact that you're doing for the money, but the fact that you're saving lives, making people's lives better, bringing families together. It's crazy. Like stories upon stories upon stories how, you know, people become better in this way just because they had a surgery, you know. So it's a very rewarding um, field. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm hoping in the future, maybe five, ten years from now, man, uh, I'll take this back to Ghana and just make this huge impact with scoliosis. Because, I mean, look, it's a huge, it's a big task that you have to take on for yourself. But I tell you this, like, it's more rewarding to save lives and see these kids walk again than just looking, f- going behind the money, you know. So, you know, inshallah, that's pretty, man. You know, we'll make it, we'll make it. <laughs>
1: Amen. Amen. So look, you know, you just brought it up. And I think I feel like you just covered this interview all of a sudden, like one breath. Because um, I definitely was going to ask you, you know, compared to most of us, and you already mentioned that, you know, you're from Ghana, and you, you plan on taking this back to Ghana. But I'm surprised as to why bioengineering? Because, you know, most of the time, our parents always encourage us to be, you know, doctors, and lawyers and engineers. And I guess you combine two of them as far as bioengineering. But like, how do your parents feel, like, as far as you being in this area? Were they, you know, happy? Were they, did they understand it?
0: <laughs> Man, let me tell you, when I graduated from high school, <laughs> my dad was like, you're going to be a doctor. Or uh, whatever, you know? Like, no, <laughs> exactly. no shenanigans. And actually, I wanted to be a doctor, to be honest. I, from high school, so in Ghana, right, we we stay in a boarding school. And, you know, in, in boarding school, you're either you're doing arts, or you're doing something related to science, and so you have people mm-hmm. who are doing art, general art, and just you know these art stuff that you know we have around, and they have science students. So I was a science student from from SHS one all the way to like SHS four. So I was.
1: So you gotta you gotta break down what SHS is for the listeners, because I think some people will not understand what those accurate. <laughs> that's, right, that's
0: right. That's right. That's uh, right. So SHS is pretty much senior high school one so i want to see if i had to translate that to america it's like uh, uh a freshman year in high school right right yeah. so we had a four-year system and i think it's the same as the u.s I, in the beginning it used to be three but it it four uh-huh. and then Nigeria. Right, right, right. Yeah, Nigeria. We usually write our exams with Nigerians, right? That's true. But then after a year, they realized that, look, oh, nah, this is not too good. So they brought it back to three. And so my badge were the last group to do four. So can you imagine the kind of impact or I won't say impact, but like the overcrowdedness of people graduating that year? Because kids who were my junior... Um, and let me just break this down again. Um, in in Ghana, and this I'm pretty sure you see this in Nigeria, when you have people living in boarding school, you know, there's, there are different levels of respect. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, so if you're if you're a junior, I mean, if you're a freshman, in this case, an on SHS one, you are pretty much like the little brother of your big brother. So you have to respect them. You have to do work for them. You have to do all these chores. And then, if you are even uh, if, if it is just a year above, which is maybe like a, a sophomore or a junior, or in this case, HHS two or three, you can still command. You're like the big brother, so you can send your little brothers to go fetch you water or go go make me a meal, that kind of stuff. So I mean, I'm going right. to spill all that beans here. <laughs> but um, so <clears throat> for my batch, I was a senior, which is. Um, Ss four, I was graduating with kids who were grad uh, in a uh, uh, junior year, which is the third third year, and so because it was two different years um, coming together, like trying to write one exam to get into university, it was impossible mm-hmm. to get into school. Like you can have all grades, if you don't have that brown paper, you will stay behind. You know that's how bad it was in Africa. And so, and when I said, let me say Ghana, please, and let me not come and generalize anything here, but basically, (laughs) basically, um, that year, thankfully I had written like my SATs that I could use. So I was kind of building my plan B to like, you know, see what my alternatives are. I mean,
1: in high school, I'm not going to lie. Go ahead. You broke up a little bit. You broke up a little bit, so we to, I had to. You, you, I couldn't hear what you said for the past like okay. two seconds. So you were talking about just so. Repeat that um, last part.
0: Basically, with us being you know together, or I mean, graduating the same year, you know, it was quite impossible to get into the program of your choice or choice, or let's say the major you want to study in in college. And so it was very yeah. overcrowded, and so there were there were not room there were no rooms for. Um, there are no rooms for people. There was like a very small amount of rooms, uh, uh, spaces available for double the size, right? Which already is bad before you have two different people coming together. And so, uh, my plan B was to write the SATs. So I did write that, um, in my senior year. And then, um, you know, I'll tell you this, I wasn't the brightest kid, you know, n- you know, in Ghana, <laughs> if you're in high school or senior high school to be specific, Man, you have to be smart or you have to be like super like very, yeah, very competitive. Very competitive. Like very competitive. I had to tra- translate my transcript to the US here. I was an A student in the US for oh. for crying out loud, but I was like a B plus yeah. or B minus in, in Ghana, you know? So
1: yeah. Did you all do rankings? Did you all do rankings oh, yeah, like first, second, third? <laughs> That's you see. That's the culture there, right? That's the culture there. I used to tell people like, there's a difference in how we do things. And here's and here's like you know everybody get four point oh, three point oh, two point 2.0. And and back home is like first, second, third, and everybody. And if and if you get second, you can have all A's and an A minus, and that made you second. And your parents are oh, like, what wow, Oh my god, wow, yo, I'm. <laughs> What happened? I used to rap. why are you doing this? How did you get second? <laughs> are you a second rate child? What's going on? Oh my like,
0: like, god. I tried, man. I tried, bro. I remember every time I used to come home with my exam. I will just put the report down and run away. I'm not staying with him. <laughs> and then he'll call me and be like, hey, come come home. I'm like, okay but usually I just go hide somewhere man I don't really go anywhere and then he would sit down and be like so after all this year I've paid all these school fees I'm not kidding you we know it's kind of cliche but those words are really the same words almost any African parent would say you know I know I sent you to school you can do better there's room and what I hated most on those cards were the comments from the teachers they used to say oh yes. George, George did good but he can do better that that kind of comment made the whole that. report, like.
1: Just gas up your parents, too. Just give them more oh. fuel to just take <laughs> off on you.
0: But um, it was it was good. So, you know, writing the SAT, um, you know, did pretty well. I had a scholarship from Toledo. And so, you know, I was praying about it. I was talking about, you know, talking to my parents. My mom, first of all, didn't want me to leave. Like, it was a no-no for her. So then I was like, well, you know, it's not about it's not about the fact that um that you want me to leave. It's the fact that like look, right now things are gonna be hectic because, you know, it's double the size now for, you know, half the size of rooms available. So we have to do something about it. Um so we're able to talk about talk about it as a family and then we agreed like yeah, you can just go. And then even with that, the degree the, the I'll tell you what happened. I went to University of Toledo website, <clears throat> and matter, matter of fact, I applied to different schools, like ah. the way you you know you place in different schools. So I applied to different schools, and I had like Northwestern. I have I had actually I had UIC as and I actually got admitted to UIC. I can't remember which other school, maybe Oberlin, and these other schools that I selected. that time. and so. Okay. You know, we're all comparing, like, some of them gave, like, half scholarships, some gave, like, a little more than a half, and then Toledo was not on my list, but my mom, I remember that summer, had, you know, visited uh, America to to do some business, and then she met one of um, my uncles who's still here, you know, Uncle KK, and basically, she was like, yeah, just apply to this school, Um, your uncle works here, he can, you know, blah blah blah. As long as you have a family always somewhere, it, you know, yeah. you know the day. Yeah, always good, rice. right?
1: <laughs> I right, right. get you right.
0: That's right. That's right. I mean, I I didn't even know the benefit of that until like I had to get here. I was like, yeah, man, I'm happy that I know someone here. But um, so I was on the website applying manually, and I can't remember exactly this day. Like I was online this evening. And I think Toledo was different because Toledo didn't have like this. It's called Common App. Okay. Common App is where you 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 send your results, you apply, and then they kind of like send all your applications to the schools that you select. So it's like an app, you know, it's one platform for different schools' application, right? And so I remember I was on my my you know alumni alum school website, and then I just like started researching. So at that time, I was like, "Yeah, I want to go into medicine," and then if somehow I don't, I don't really know. I just saw bioengineering, and that was not my interest, of course. But I just decided to click it, and it, you know, it sounded pretty interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is pretty cool." I, I had no idea what that degree was anyway. Um, and then I asked my dad; he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I've never heard about it." So he started doing research himself, and then, uh, funny enough, he was like, "Yo, this is a really good field." You know, if you want to do it, go ahead. As long as I think Toledo had a specific program where, if you graduated with engineering, specifically the biomedical engineering degree, okay. you you can use that to go. You can use that to get admitted into the medical school here. Uh, you, you don't. You, and you don't even need to um, take the, MK. the Yep, you don't. Wow, it's a direct. It's a direct. Well, that makes
1: sense uh, though, especially with all the stuff that you're doing. I mean, it's yeah, it's
0: right. A lot. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, um, so I started that way. I was like, okay, well, that's a different route because I knew that I had to write an MCAT. I knew it was going to be four year split. Um, I mean, eight year split. So I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and do this by engineering degree. Um, funny enough, I got to school, I got admitted, right? I, you know, started classes. And then I, you know, I went to the, you know, student center and asked questions like, hey, all this stuff about medical school and, but the um, the program, that specific program that you can get admitted into medical school was only available for kids who were from America. Ah. And, and on top of that, only people who live, kids who live in the county, right? So it was very specific. You had yeah. to have, you had to have like a certain GPA coming in. Like you need to have like a 4.0 and then all these crazy, you know, the valedictorians and all those right. kind of. And you had to maintain a certain GPA. I think what three point five or three point eight okay. every semester. So that means within the four years, once you graduate, boom, you already admitted. You don't even need to write the MCAT. Okay. So I couldn't get. I didn't. I couldn't go into med school. I. I mean, I really wanted to. So I. I had to kind of like convince myself that you know what, it's still. I'm still in a great place. Um, I'm still. You know. This is, what, this is how I kind of lied to myself. I was like, you know what? Being a, <laughs> being a doctor is boring anyway. Right, right.
1: It ain't nothing. They don't make no money anyway.
0: Right, right. It's so man. I'm about to just be more... This is why I said this. I'm about to be more practical because I feel like doctors right. are just sitting down in the office and just prescribing things for you. And so me, I'm going to make my, my hands work. Blah, blah, blah. So that was my, my story to go. And I was like, I just carried that with me the whole time. Um, but you know, I, I really wish I had went to med school. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I mean, I had a GPA for it, all that stuff. And then after I heard that news, everything started to spiral down a little bit, you know, just a little bit. <laughs>
1: right.
0: So I lost interest. And then, but again, I, you know, like I was going back to it, I met this professor who, by the way, please do not get offended, but I'm about to tell you a story about what he told me about Nigerian. Okay, i won't get offended.
1: <laughs>
0: or oh, even any Nigerian there, please. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, go ahead.
0: <laughs> so, basically, I was trying to find research that freshman year. And he was like, now if I don't even know how, I, why I, I don't know, I always took this initiative of doing stuff. But I don't know how I was going to end up being, you know. And so... I was Like, you know what, this summer I'm not doing anything. I, I emailed like a bunch of professors. And I was like, yo, I'm here this summer. I don't want to get, but you don't have to pay me. I just want to get the experience, you know, that kind of line to make them feel like, yo, this guy's serious, you know. So uh-huh. I told him that, and you know, I had a couple of interviews with these professors. And then this one Indian guy, he said, come, come to my office. So I came, funny story, I came, he was on the fifth floor. I kid you not, he was in the elevator. I didn't even know who he was because on the website, he didn't have a picture. And so we all got off from the elevator and then he turned around. He's a short dude, right? He was like, he turned around. He was like, are you George? I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, coming to my office. As we were walking, he stopped me. He was like, are you Nigerian? I was like, right. <laughs> I was like huh? No. He was like, good. All right, follow me. He said, good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know, man. You're Nigerians, man. Y'all every, y'all, you know how you know how it is, man. We, we, we know how we, we
1: are. are. We are everywhere. We make
0: noise everywhere. But basically, exactly. so I go in his office, and then he was like, are you sure you're not Nigerian? I was like, no, I'm Ghanaian. He's like, oh, good, good. You know, Nigerians, you can trust them. I was like, huh? Basically, so he's a professor, right? But he's a surgeon as well, and he he did his residency in London or wherever it was. And because he was like the head of surgery surgery department at that time, he had a lot of residents from Nigeria who just come shadow him. But basically, this guy was like, "Yo, Nigerians, if you take them to the lab, they want to take the they want to take the corpse or the." The uh, what you want to call it? The cadaver, the cadaver? and take you
1: home. What? Exactly. No, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Hold on, hold on, hold on! They t- they want to take the cadavers home, and
0: I'm sitting wow. here like, okay, I know this guy.
1: Which nine? He, on behalf of all Nigerians, I re refute that statement. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's why i a Nigerian. Which I went Nigeria, people are coming straight no, from the village. I had no
0: idea. I was not ready, but uh-huh. it, I had to. I had to tell him like, "Oh, Nigerians, they don't do that." Like, what? Why would you? I was like, I even made a joke and said, "You know what? For all you know, Ghanaians even do it." You know, I had, to, I had to just you know make it seem like, "Oh, it's not true." Blah blah blah. blah. But apparently, well, he was joking about it, obviously. But then That's I was funny. like, that can't be your that can't be your first joke, right? That's funny. So. Yeah, we, I mean, if after that we were cool. He's really like one of my good friends. He's funny. His humor is very specific, so you can't really get his humor. So it's like you have to really be around him to know what he's saying.
1: Uh, he inside, inside right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, what? it's funny. I like, I love the story, and I, and I, and, I, and interesting. It's funny how you just kind of walked us through because I was really enjoying how you just built us through from boarding school all the way to how you got to Toledo of all places. And decided to pursue biomedicine. But one thing that's interesting, because now we we joked about Toledo earlier and talked about like how you know there's nobody there and all those little things. But I want to know from coming from Ghana and being in America as a young black man from Africa, and how was that experience like for you getting used to the American life? Like how was it connecting with African Americans? What was your relationship like? you know did you notice a difference where you you know like how how did you build your community and how did you yeah, find yourself right.
0: in america um i'll say that man my my wife even tells me this she's like i'm fob or i still got my fob stuff in me right but jokingly i mean i always make fun with it i'm like of course like what did you you said afro beats or fob which is fresh off the boat
1: Oh, fresh off the boat. Okay, yeah. Just, right, just, right, just right, make sure right. For the listeners.
0: So, yeah. Um, yeah. So coming in, it was. I want to say, I to this. I still have a picture that I took when I got here, right? And I was just looking back and like, man, I have really like physically grown, but also mentally and I think culturally as well i have grown to become like. Hmm. I won't even say I've I've adapted to it, but I want to say I can, I can. Single out all the kind of cultures I can. I think I can be cool with. So Hmm. uh, coming to America, right? I had no idea. I think if I have to just say from a layman's view was oh, I came to America and I saw. I mean, we saw these skyscrapers on TV, you know. But Toledo was the disappointment. I was like, man, what is all the village boys doing here? But yeah, let right. you down. I, that you I, was like, I don't even want to talk about it But um, yeah so I mean Coming in I had no idea um, I guess I was kind of really I was scared but at the same time like, look, I, My mom dropped me off And then boom it was just me And the world And so I was like Yeah <laughs> you, said
1: your mom, you said your mom dropped you off right. <laughs> you said, And boom you're an immigrant It's me
0: against everybody Right now <laughs> And um, it's funny because, like, I think they had, like, this international student conference thing. And we kind of, like, you know, um, you know, it was a bunch of Africans. So I was like, shoot. And I was very excited because I was like, oh, I thought it was an African here, right? But, you know, I didn't know we had these student groups that helped throughout, know, you know, international people, students and cultural people and all that. And so I was really excited. I was like, you know what? I'll do well. I'll, I'll be fine. But coming in, <clears throat> I had a friend from Ghana who Ben. Ben is his name. Uh, he's calling. He's actually in Los Angeles right now. But I met Ben prior to coming. I met Ben before coming to America. Funny story. It was not. Yeah, like real life That's Benedict. Cool. His name yeah, is Benedict. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we. Coming to America—that's why I
0: had to to, to be crying. (laughs) But um, Ben had hit me up on Facebook saying, "Like, hey, I saw that you're going to University of Toledo, and this is like, let's say, months before I was coming to the US." And so we was like, "Yeah, you know," we started talking, and then we every we met up like a week before he was traveling or coming to Toledo because I think I was coming like a week or two after that. And so we met up, we hang out. And then the night, even before he was, the night that he was traveling, we still went to dinner, we ate, we chilled, and then I was like, yeah, I'll see you when I get there. So when I, when he left a week later or so, um, I met him, he lived in a different dorm, but we still met up. He met my mom at that time as well. So I was like, you know, I already have a friend here. So it was kind of like relaxing because I was like, I was not at that stage where I'm like, man, I have no idea who is here or i have no friends but at least i knew like if anything i can hit up Ben and we could probably go eat or struggle together so long story short or i guess i'll keep talking right. but we just kept you know um kept that relationship going we, we even took like his his damn near like my best friend at this point but um we did that but then we also had our own circles that we started developing and so I was in the dorms with another guy called Harry and Harry was from Haiti. Oh no, he was from Pennsylvania, but his, his, his family is ha- uh, from Haiti, Haitian. And so I was Haitian. like, okay, Yeah. luckily, I want to say thankfully I was in, I was in the um, international house or in a, a national dorm where they had this bunch of different people from different parts of the world living in that dorm. And so I didn't, Right, right, right. So I didn't really feel displaced. I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe someone next door is from somewhere. So um, we, but it turned out that it was not like that though. Because my entire flow was just Americans. Matter of fact, I want to say the entire dorm was mostly Americans. You just find a few dots here and there from, you know, somewhere else. But um, yeah, so I started with my roommates. We started, you know, having conversations, hanging out, working out. And then I was kind of like learning from him, I would say. Like I was looking at how he used to – how he lived. Like from – shoot, this guy used to eat like a <laughs> – this guy used to eat like a machine, bro. This guy yo, know, I will put my rice and stew and put it in my fridge. This guy will come and eat my rice and stew <laughs> because he was Haitian, right? So he knew that rice and stew huh.
1: But first of all, <laughs> to your credit, man, your rice and stew, just for those who don't know. JR know how to throw down. All right, so I, I, I've talked about I've I, I did another show, another episode that talks about African food and and keeping to keeping the food here in America. Man, oh. Jr know how to throw some good jollof fries and some stew. It's fire. Had my had my wife, my lady at the time, searching for this brother. Just like where is he He's coming J-R- around? <laughs> when Jr, JR coming, coming back, up. We were the champagne. When he coming to visit? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: Ooh. Yeah, but so I think even going got me mad by the same time, bro, I kinda like I want to say he was like my at that time he was like my bro, which he is my brother, you know, at this point. Um and so he was, you know, I don't say he was showing me things, but I think I was just kinda like picking up on certain things, like maybe how to talk to girls or you know, I don't say he was the best at talking to girls. Sorry, bro, <laughs> but uh he you know, I want to say like I could see how you was relating with people or you know, the girls were on the floor. I'm like, yo. But it's funny because the girls on that floor, we were the only we were the only guy room on that floor. And so we were just like having people come into our room randomly. We liked attention, so we opened open our door and just blast music and they would just get written up. <laughs> you know, just the whole tr- trouble shenanigans stuff, right? And then um I want to say from that side of the dorm I knew every single person at that point because like again he would go around knock on the door introduce himself so I used to go around with him and all the whole stuff started and that's how i actually just getting to know people and kind of like expanding my circle from there and this is just you know people in America now I have people in you know the in the national office not office but like the student organization and I you know I haven't even expanded my circle over there right So I have that group there, and I had some people in Mm -hmm. class, school who at that point I didn't even know who, right? Even the first day of class, like (laughs) I got I got asked a question. I had my thick accent, bro. It was so thick that if I if you had to play back right now, I'll just crack up. Okay, so basically, um um so yeah, we I was able (laughs) to adapt by just looking and observing and kind of picking up certain Oh, my God. I was too busy, man. I was by too busy. By Chasing
1: Women. you a bad boy. <laughs> chasing I mean, that woman- Women. That's how you want to go and find out about America. By Chasing oh, Women. Hey! Junior. Junior right (laughs) that's how somebody's parents come and say that way i sent you to america it was interesting
0: but it was interesting that so the amer you know americans were very interested to like know where i was from you know but i got a little intimidated because i'm like okay i don't want to seem like i'm african you know so like i was trying to really brush up on my accent or like talk like you know i lost my accent or something like that but like, you know, once in a while, I would just come like, you know, right now I'm talking to you, you know, but anytime, you know, you know, you can, you know how you can switch it up. Um, oh, <laughs> right, switch, right, 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 right. Exactly. So I want to say just by hanging out with people around. And then even now you had the African groups and I was like, all oh, right, I could be my, I want to say I, I could be myself. I could be naturally speaking not forcing or trying to seem like I'm not. Right. So I was like talking like a Ghanaian. I started meeting all these Ghanaians and Nigerians. I was so happy. I'll get their number. They were going play FIFA. I'll go eat some rice and stew in their house. Like that's how I kind of like built my circle. And I was really, I want to say it was really, it was a great time. Um, I don't remember every single detail, but I know overall, like I had one of the best people that I've come across in life. Uh, especially the Africans, um, and then when I started to become more comfortable in talking, then I kind of like you know just, I want to say I started talking to more Americans and, you know, feeling more comfortable in, in introducing myself and say where I'm from, um, and just like you know make you do your own assumptions, but. I mean, if you ask me a stupid question, like, okay, I'll tell you one. Ask <laughs> you one. I'll tell you one question. That one guy asked me, he was like, "So, how did you get here?" You know, oh man, this is the same reaction I had. But guess what? This was, I since he asked me that kind of question, I guess I. <laughs> what I'll do you mean? How did I get funny. here? I imagine it was two different people asking me the same question, right? So one guy was like, "How did you get here?" It's like, "Oh, I, I took him. the train." it's was like, "Oh, okay. How long was that?" It's like, man, like. Sixteen hours, bro. <laughs> so that one, at least, you know, if you're like, if you didn't do geography, I want to say like, you believe me, you know what I'm saying? You, knew that
1: you didn't take the train. <laughs> you can't take the train. You just told him you from. You said I'm from Ghana, and they were like, "How you get here? Oh yeah, I took the train. That's wild.
0: <laughs> That's wild, right? The second one and he was just not in so. their head.
1: Like, oh my god, wow.
0: He was like, oh, okay, how long was it? I was like, 16 hours. I was like, okay, all right, and that was it. He, I don't know if to this day he still believes, but look, good luck on that one. Wow. Uh, and then the other person asked me the same question, or a different person asked me the same question. I was like, oh, man. Yo, I was like, Yo, one day I saw a bed flying, and I just decided to hold the bed. And, you know, I just came with the bed, and then, boom, I landed here.
1: <laughs> boom, I'm an immigrant. <laughs> wow.
0: I had all those sound effects too. <laughs> That's
1: so funny! Oh man. Okay, so real real quick, we got a couple like about ten minutes or so left. Um, but I wanted to really quickly get your insight since you just you know well described that. Like, what do you think? Do you do you notice? Know, did you notice like a gap? Uh, did you ever see any type of um, any type of like beef or anything between your African friend group and your African American friend group? Or was it like you know did people get along? Or what did you notice?
0: Right, right. Um, I want to say I saw a little bit of uni uh you know, people, you know, blending in nicely and nothing wrong. And then I saw the you know, separation at some point. Um, I wanna give you a typical example It's like the parties, right? Um, you know, we throw we used to throw these bangers, African night parties, we have all the frats come in and Africans came in. So at that point, that specific time, everyone was great and I would say everyone was cool with each other because we had a mix of Africans and African Americans especially the frats but then during the party it got to a point where you know the, the frats would start stepping and then you know sometimes things turn sideways and it gets into a fight and so at that point Africans hated that all the time because you know how we used to party we, we party like party to like 4 a.m
1: absolutely and
0: we don't like do know we still go but because of the fights we have to close early you know so we used to get mad about those situations all the time i honestly I it happens almost any time at this point wow. and so that was the separation a little bit but when it came to the events you had some african african americans coming to our events even participating like you had like i'm telling us so i was the president of our asa group and I had like models and most, most of all the models were African, I mean Americans. And okay. so they modeled in our dashikis or African prints. And then we had like Africans of course doing the same. And you even had people dance. It was so our our group, I want to say our our you know, in our school, it was a it was a good mix of some people easily coming and blending in and actually wanting to learn. And then you had other groups who were like, Yo, man, you're a Buddhist scratcher, you know.
1: African booty yeah. scratcher, you would call that too? <sighs> I feel like we've all been called that. Like, you've been African booty scratcher at least one point oh, yeah, in your yeah,
0: life. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it's not I the joke, and African. I didn't take it too serious. But, <laughs> but if you tell me now, I'll be pissed. I'll be like, oh, really? Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I think we have been called that. And you take it, I don't know. For me, I took it lightly because I just thought y'all just ignorant. And I don't. Sure. I don't blame y'all or blame people for that. So, yeah
1: yeah i mean no i mean i I think that's a good way to go about looking at it um but i yeah i think that's just one thing it's interesting especially from like in college right and a lot of the things that used to bring us together was normally like afro beats like everybody wanted Mm -hmm. to come and party and dance the azonto do different types of things like that um and i think you know now i'm one of the things that i'm hoping for is that the more we start to know about each other the more we stop calling each other names the more we begin to start to Build the bridge together. But I want to also take a little bit of time is um, to talk about you. You mentioned that you have wifey. So I, I wanted oh, yeah. to talk about that because where's your wifey from?
0: Oh, so man, <laughs> I had no plans of being like, I was not an African who was like, oh, I got to marry an African. I think my mind was pretty open. Right. But uh, wifey, no, wifey, she's from um, Zambia. Right? Her family, she was, yeah. So, so oh, yeah. Fr- first of all, she was even mad at me because I used to confuse it for. Her. Zimb- yeah
1: zimbabwe <laughs> i do the same thing i'm sorry i, I have a phd like, so it's
0: just like i'm not gonna talk to you anymore. <laughs> but i was like i'm sorry so i learned the way so zambias are like i, I want to tell you this like you know we're we're africans right and i'll talk about ghana ghana real right. culture and everything deep rooted in our very existence and all that stuff Zambians are com- like you're I want to. I don't want to say if, if it's because of her family, but I've honestly come to realize that Zambians are like heavily cultured than even Ghanaians. Excuse me to say, because not to say that we we are not disciplined. Like, if you go to Ghana, you can find like the American lifestyle or culture there. Zambia, you can you can do that as well, but like they like they they hold on to very dearly to like their african roots like they do the traditional stuff and they hold that to the core like we're just doing like she was just showing me her his um her you know how they do the whole uh traditional engagement and all that stuff and i'm telling you the stuff they do like you know if you're probably in nigeria you just go throw money we'll dance all that stuff they do that i mean them just do that but they really do the Stuff that if maybe if you go to the village you might find they actually do it you know they actually do it in like their marriage, like their marriages or in their everyday practices um uh, like one example is um how can I even say like you if you're if you're with your your you know other partner or your be- better half or your husband or your wife your wife has to like sit on the floor. And then you the husband sits on the chair. So like just like that's just one example of how they're cultured, like very heavily cultured. Especially like if for instance, if you came by, um, you know, and you just like came to visit, you see all the stuff that like they're you know, they were trained since they were young the They still do it. And so mm-hmm. it made me realize like, damn, like man, yeah, Ghanaians we're too cool or we too right. calm. Let me think. Yeah, way Western.
1: We become, we become more Westernized, right? So Westernized, we become mm-hmm. very Westernized now. Wow, that's that's interesting. You know, especially in 2019, oh. you can't catch a Nigerian woman sit on the floor for for who? For where? Like who's sitting on the floor for for nobody? Yeah. So no, that's that's man. I mean, that's beautiful, man. So so, what do you like? What What are your plans moving forward, man? Like, I mean, you've graduated. You're doing the bioengineering. I, I think you touched on how you want to go back. And use, you know, help with uh, taking care of scoliosis and stuff. But I also know you mentioned you have some business ventures that you got going on. So, what are the other things that you're trying to do now that you're in America? You're trying to take advantage of all the things that are happening in Toledo. Right,
0: right, right. Um, so I've really, I think, uh, being in California really opened my eyes to like just seeing things that are like in the world. Or like in another side of America, and like it's not existed existence in here, in even the Midwest, right? So like I started doing, I started getting myself into real estate. um, As I was there, I started, you know, going to all these meetups, and you know, so I was doing. Driving I was just driving around trying to look for houses to buy, meeting uh meeting up meeting up with investors, trying to just talk with them and see, you know, hey, do you want to buy this house? Like that whole shenanigan. I don't know if you have any idea about how real estate is, but um
1: Yeah, I'm learning.
0: As rich as I'll encourage everyone, including yourself, man, get 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 yourself into real estate. I'm not saying let that be a substitute. It could be a substitute, but hold yourself buy and hold something. Um, because you know, property values always increase every ten years. Even if there's a recession right now, um, you know, it's a good time to buy there's it. a bubble. And so uh, I'm still educating myself, man. I was just telling I, I watch YouTube every day at work. It was just a whole bunch of stuff just to get myself like really understanding what I want to get myself into. But um uh, future wise I think I wanna yeah, I wanna I really wanna be into the real estate from commercial to families or residentials, um, anything that has to do with real estate, even farming at some point, like look, everything has to be planned out. But at least some things that, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm like, man, if I really just had this capital, this is what I'll do. But look, in America, there's so much opportunity, especially with investment or just starting a company. Yeah. Private money yeah. lenders—they're people who are looking to put their money stashed somewhere and put it just like let it grow. Maybe sometimes they don't even want it to reap the benefit; they want their kids to reap the benefit. <laughs> Stuff like that. So uh, I'm into real estate, mm-hmm. and then still, you know, doing my regular engineering job here and there. But eventually, I want to get into get out of that. Um, once I'm able to, you know, fully develop myself, I'll be this all around person. Then, you know. Once I'm okay. you know, old, you know, I'll give back to, give back to, you know, Ghana Africa in general, you know, like Akon, man. I I literally want to be like an Akon.
1: Yo, Akon is you know what Akon, not to use a play on words, but Akon is an icon. Literally. Because literally he is an icon. Like I, I think people, people forget what he did low key, like he made his money in the in the music a little bit, and then went back and literally like tried to mm-hmm. build Wakanda like literally tried to rebuild Wakanda. So I was it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to ask you like what do you see yourself retiring since you got right. be old and
0: and done. I hope oh no no Toledo. no. I'm not retiring to but I I mean I, my goal, my goal is to retire by 35. Uh, uh okay. <laughs> oh yeah. you going to do that. Trust huh? and believe 10 years from now.
1: Please wait, please show us the way. I shall
0: light up I shall light up the path. Promise. But um you know, I mean, that's my target. I'm not saying, you know, but if anything I want to be retired and just having businesses open and being, I, I if you ask me what my full-time job I would love to be, is to be a capitalist venture. I mean, venture capitalist, sorry. um, Just investing okay. into businesses, being the dangote for <laughs> Ghana, you know, that, that kind of uh, business, because uh, I'm really into the entrepreneurial world and I immersely immersely be uh, you know, are rooted into entrepreneurship, my whole family is and so, you know, I owe it to myself to do that. Um and I really enjoy it. But um invest in um into the community at some you know, at some point if I had to retire, you know, get older than older than that. Um obviously, you know, have give back to Ghana or just give back to the community here, you know, so
1: so you wouldn't. So you would retire in Ghana, or you retire in Zambia, yeah. or you retire in
0: the I United mean, States. No. And you have to pick one. I don't think I, when you say retirement, I'm not even thinking like, yo, the work is done. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, you you're get. Still me. Be moves? I'll still be making moves and just yeah. not sleeping. I think I'll retire when I'm like mentally retiring when I'm like seventy or something. <laughs> yeah, I want to stay.
1: So you're gonna be bouncing between all places. Is that yes, what
0: you're sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: You, you are legit a transnational man so we will we will, we will, we will man we'll, we'll, i appreciate you taking the time we're gonna kind of wrap up we're kind of pressed for time man but I appreciate you sharing with us with the listeners and me like as a listener playing that role too uh you know just your story from boarding school to bioengineering and, and just all the things that happened in between and, and all the things that happened in that little town. In Toledo, and then going to San Diego and learning, and then coming back. Um, and it's a beautiful yeah, story, man. man. And um, I appreciate you taking the time. And I'm proud of you, man. I, I'm proud of everything that you're doing, and whatever that we can do to support you, you already know that we will be here for you, my wife and I. And you already know. Um, you, you're hey,
0: Congrats, man! Congrats, <laughs> bro! So, I don't Thank you, you, man. Thank I you, was play laughing. a role.
1: Just <laughs> play a role. You know, the <laughs> Uncle Gang and the PT Gang is a real thing. It's a real thing. I've been telling people, Uncle and Auntie gang, yeah. we're a tribe. Yeah. We're about to do this. this. This baby, the kids are about to come out being loved and supported. So we're very excited yeah. for what's to come. And um, so yeah, if you want to share with the listeners, like how they can, you know, find you, are you on Twitter, um, on Instagram, Facebook?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, so you can find me. My name is George. Last name is Loco L-O-K-K-O. Um, uh, you can connect me with, over there. Social media, I still have it, but I really try to stay and not be heavily involved um but the only thing i do there is just follow business pages and kind of like learn from there sometimes and they're just posting with me I'm, you know just showing you know what life is about um twitter not really active but i still have it you know i'm still a millennial but <laughs> I'm, I'm the the one who's yeah. trying to like yeah i'm tired bro <laughs> but um no you can connect with me on instagram fresh underscore vibes underscore only um you know i'm pretty chill i don't really do much still praying and uh you know keeping keeping faith in god and all that so oh uh,
1: yeah man i think uh i think we just got to keep the faith and keep keeping on keeping on man but i uh, appreciate you my brother and uh we will we'll definitely be looking for you on instagram and and thanks for joining the show i think uh this is going to be a really really fun listen for the listeners and uh
0: oh yeah um wait what's up just- just just to mention last thing was um i have this networking um oh event, yeah let us know networking, yeah a network networking event um i'll say business i i you know i started back in san diego we do brunch, sunday brunches for trying to connect the africans and the african community african american community together so oh nice um i started this brunch sunday brunch event you know just come have fun, come listen to some afrobeats and some you know, some ratchet and trap stuff, you know, just so we can blend in and all have fun and know that, you know, Af- Africans are not just Africans, but we can do both or you can do both. Um, So that's still going on. And- you could have
1: let off with that. You know that, right? Like you could have started this show with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. could have talked yeah. about that. But you know what? I like that in you because now you've saved yourself another opportunity to jump on the show. So <laughs> we have to we have to hear back about how th- how these things are going, how this brunch is going right. and what you're actually like gaining out of it and if that bridge is actually being built.
0: Right, right, right. No, absolutely. I'm I'm definitely open to doing that.
1: All right, man. Well, take care, bro, and thanks again for being on the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you for giving the opportunity.
1: All right, boss man. All right. How
0: we going? Well
1: that's gonna do it for us on the show. Thank you for listening. If you are interested in being part of a Let's Just segment, you can always reach out to me. You can contact me on Instagram at Black Transnational underscore. You can always send me a DM or you can check out our website at Black dot dot com slash podcast you can hit us up on twitter at mbtransnational so there's so many ways you can reach out to us or if you just want to check out more episodes like this you can always subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite podcast listening apps um, you can always please rate subscribe and review we really want to hear your feedback we really want to see your reviews rate the show five stars if you really enjoy it and um looking forward to providing you more good content so we'll sign off my name is Dr. Kalechi-Bay Lamberts. My black is transnational. And I hope by the end of this, yours will be too. Peace.